This podcast is brought to you by Core Espresso on Derby Street. Healthy, nutritious meals at your fingertips. Check it out. My name is Melissa Gearing and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Naturopath, thanks so much for tuning in this week. I'm lucky enough today to be sitting at a beautiful cafe in the sun with a uh, one of the most amazing keeper waters that I've ever tried. Today I am with Richie from Core Espresso on Derby Street. Welcome. Hey, how you going? <laughs> thanks for um, having me. No dramas. And giving me an awesome beverage to enjoy. Uh, yeah, if, you, if uh, listeners out there, the colour of it is amazing. It's really deep, so ruby red. It's actually, I've never seen any kefir water have such a colour to it. It's beautiful, beautiful. And I was just saying to Richie, I've got the ferment workshop on Thursday and even I can't get as much fizz and flavour into my kefir water. So I'm very, very impressed. Good, good. It's all about the uh, healthy probiotic. Yeah, all the benefits, but also the taste. Definitely. There's no point in having it without the flavour. Um, so, we're here at your beautiful cafe on Derby Street. Thank you. Will you tell us a little bit about yourself and, and why you started Core? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, my name's Richie. Um, I'm, I've been a chef for about 15 years. I uh, started off my apprenticeship mainly in Hunter Region area and I worked at all cafes, restaurants, fine dining to casual, uh, you know, all through that sort of area. Uh, and, then, and then found myself more, you know, running hotels and that over the last few years. Um, and then, uh, you know, starting a family and, the, you know, the hospitality and culinary field is pretty um, taxing on your body um, inside and out. And um, made a change uh, with a family and, and um, opened up our own cafe to really focus on produce and, um, you know, whole foods and just what we do naturally at home. So that's sort of why we've opened it. Uh, naming it Core just for, you know, many reasons, but... Maybe just the, the core reason or the the um, you know middle background fundamentals of anything being from the inside out. Um, yeah. Yeah, I guess the reason that I came to you and asked you if you wanted to come on the podcast was because I'm always looking for people who have a real drive and passion for what they do, and that's something that comes through in your food and in your ferments and in your cafe. Like so, obviously, it was a core passion of yours to to do this and, and make it. Yeah, Party thank lifestyle. you. Yeah, we um, really wanted just to focus on, uh, yeah, do the things that we are passionate about. And that it's good that that shows through because that's what we're um, yeah, aiming to do with, you know, having biodynamic eggs and just having limited choices on the menu that um, really hit, um, like, you know, your main food groups and sort of trying to not persuade people, but just put options there that they mightn't have thought of or that are really good for you that still do taste really good. So yeah. making vegetables taste great and um, all the simple things in life, taking it back to the bare minimum and the basics and, and trying to uh, you know, eat more fruit and veg naturally and, and make it taste good without lots of breads. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty much what Australians yeah, live on. Yeah, cafes are just like toast, toast, toast. So, yeah. You know, yeah. You'll hear the cafe in the background. We decided to record here because I just think it adds, um, I don't know, it's got a beautiful, beautiful feel, this place. And I think that having you guys be part of the cafe, you know, through the podcast um, is really nice. And if you're local, I would, you know, highly recommend you come and check it out, of course, if you haven't already, uh, which I don't know a lot of my clients come here often because they know that they can get whole foods real foods and and it's also super nutritious you know so it tastes really good but it's good for them 
which is always, you know, what people I think now are looking for in food. And you mentioned that a lot of your food is kind of moving towards uh, feeding people uh, fruit, veggies, like that basic kind of real food approach. Yeah. Um, I love it. I, like, I just love it. That's why I write my cookbooks. And obviously you and I have had um, a few chats, you know, from a chef perspective and from a nutritionalist perspective and just bringing the, the best of those two worlds together is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so when Richie and I first met, we did a cooking class together. Yeah. It was just it was, really fun. It was fun. It was, it was great to see the, um, have both ends of the scale of, um, you know, the, my, always learning as well. Like, you know, every time I see catch up, always learning something new um, about a product or, or an ingredient and um, you know, how best to sort of make that better uh, absorb into your body, I guess, you know, breaking it down. Some things, you know, if it's juice or milked or um, crushed or, mm, yeah. Just all fermented. To, all fermented, yeah. for sure. Yeah, 100%. And I'm always interested in how to best do that from a kitchen perspective, you know, because yeah. my um, my knowledge is in that the food itself. And I think something that we have in common is um, making uh, that range of food accessible for people but also making it interesting because yes. a lot of people think oh fruit veg meat boring yeah but what you're doing with your food is innovative and creative and, and beautiful um, i posted a photo yeah. up yesterday of the most amazing kind of muesli with yeah. some beautiful peach through it yeah so poached stone fruit in yeah. season at the moment so we yeah that, that's i guess we're just using trying to use like if it's colors and and fruit um just seasonal. So if it's in season, it's going to taste great. It's going to be more nutrient. Uh, it's cheaper. Um, it's usually local. So all those things always, it just all points towards why not. You know, you have to have that seasonal produce and work with it. And stone fruits are amazing at the moment. Just yeah. on their way out, but they're still really good. So Something that my clients always mention to me is the difficulty they find in um, working out what the hell is seasonal. Because if you go to Coles or Woolies, it's really difficult to tell, yeah, right? totally. How do you do that? So I just speak to, there's a couple of ways you, um, everyone, anyone can do it. Uh, you can just obviously use the internet as a, a great resource right now. Um, so when you're searching though, just make sure you put in a, your region. So New South Wales or Australia, where you are, obviously if you put seasonal produce, it's different all over the world. So um, for us on the East Coast, um, you know, just putting in, uh, you know, you can type in fruit and veggie seasonal and it'll come up with you know, lots of different charts and you know graphs and things like that on what veggies are in season, out of season, things like that. Um, once you sort of know that, a good, a really good background of that, or just a basic background, then I just speak to my fruit and veg supplier, yeah, and great. we just really um, say what's coming in because each year, like we've just had some storms up north, and that just changes the whole perspective again. So. Um, you know what's in at the moment. There's no point as well um, ordering lots of stuff or using a product that is going to be minimal on the supply due to storms and you know yeah. nature of maybe summer's been really dry and then we've had a wet um, you know start of autumn. So yeah, so every for, year is different. So yeah. you just got to really just work with Mother Nature yeah. and just what's happening at the time. Availability as well as seasonality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. And then you um, work with the local fruit and veg. We do. Yeah. yeah. We, he, they grab, you know, um, it's commercial environment, so it's got to be some sort of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. But uh, local guys still, <laughs> most of those guys go to Sydney, which is uh, mainly for, um, you know, variety and, and um, as local as we can around here. Although there is still some really good um, local fruit and veg from around, uh, you know, within an uh, hour drive. Yeah, much, okay. um, yeah. 
and the farmers markets they farmers tend to bring a lot of that great, in 100 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so all your local farmers markets are probably the best bet if you've got the time on the weekends to get to those um yeah. every regional city in australia has pretty much got farmers markets mm. now so well it's a demand isn't it it is yeah People want it. yeah and it, everyone can taste it they've realized you can taste the difference between a fresh mandarin and a you know a mandarin from a supermarket so yes things like that definitely I went to the farmer's markets a couple of weeks ago and I've been really into watermelon because I'm, you know, about halfway through my pregnancy now and watermelon's been my saviour yeah. uh, as you, you know, you have cravings. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I went, like, it was probably a fortnight ago and I bought the only watermelon I could find and it was literally one watermelon on the back of a truck yeah. and it was horrible. And I was like, it's obviously going out of season and you know what, you could, you could really taste that that fruit wasn't, it wasn't that time for the fruit and there was no... I, you know, like water content through it, so it's a bit dry, and I just thought the nutrients of this fruit are going to be so different right yeah. now to what they would have been, you know, a few weeks ago or even, you know, a month ago when they were so juicy and, and beautiful yeah. colour. And just and, crisp. Yeah. yeah, all those things. And so it was just amazing to see that difference in that one fruit. Yeah. And yes, we can still grow them, obviously. He was a bit low, he only had one. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even with herbs, we pick them at a, at a key point in the time to get their medicinal action um, or their therapeutic action. So it's the same for food. Yeah, 100%. Just, it's, um, if you try to just, yeah, just plan sort of um, and work within the seasons and, and, you know, that month to month. So every year can be different. So yeah. Just cook with what you've got. I've always been taught what, whatever you've got, you cook with what you have. Um, and, and that's sort of the, the main thing. So think and focus on what you have in front of you rather than you know, what's, um, what's not there. Yeah. So, so yeah. trying to find some um, exotic ingredient to make, you know, the big, the big difference to your dish. I mean, what, I mean, what we're both trying to preach is that um, <clears throat> if you have a basic understanding of food and, and how to prepare it, you can really make beautiful, tasty meals all year round with what you've got. Exactly, yeah. My, my, I'm a teacher as well, and uh, I always tell the kids you should be able to, a, a good chef um, or, a, you know, have a good understanding, you should be able to turn a, a humble carrot or potato into a far better whole dish than, you know, an exotic lobster or caviar. Like that, that is a, a trades skill. Um, and having that, you know, a carrot is so sweet and juicy and to be able to you know you can prepare it and use it so many different ways um and that's sort of my sort of background fundamental that i sort of uh, pass on to all the guys i teach as well and and we use sort of here in the in the cafe of just um about humble you know fruit and veg um and not you know just doing using it in all the ways that it can be used textures mm. caramelization steaming yeah you know fermenting getting the most out of it and um yeah using it for what it's worth so. yeah i love it love it well since you mentioned it can you tell me a bit about your ferment journey and how you've integrated that into the menu yeah so fermenting is getting um you know it's a lot of supply and demand from um customers i suppose of you know so we, we do our own kefir um our chef creates that and does that herself, um, which is great. So we have our own, you know, our own stock of flavors. Um, they're fresh. There's no added extra things to make them sort of st um, stay on shelf life. Um, you know, you get your few little things. You have the odd bottle that over over ferments, <laughs> yeah. and you have a little champagne explosion. But you know, that's that's it's real and it's uh, full of energy, and uh, you can see that energy in the food and from the chefs. And it all starts from the start, and you can it goes through to the customers. So yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and also um, just our 
uh, our cabbages, you know, uh, fermenting those, you know, sauerkrauts, and just adding little parts into dishes to really, um, you know, get that small bit all the time rather than an overdose. Yes, because, you know, one thing that uh, people are doing is they're getting a kefir, like a good quality kefir from shops or a yeah. kombucha or some cabbage, and they're eating or drinking the whole bottle. Yeah, yeah. And it's still medicine, uh, yeah. you know, in, in a food form. And at the end of the day, a lot of people have degraded guts. So by putting in all that good bacteria in one big <laughs> chunk, they make themselves quite unwell. Yeah. Um, and that can come through as bloating or even some diarrhea. I've had people call. And, it's just too you know, rich. Yeah. yeah, for sure. It's, it's you know, um, nature is, it's, yeah, it's, it's a rich produce and um, that, that sort of fermenting is great. But yeah. Over, very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah. So it's, I guess it's just the same as, you know, the same philosophy of life and balance, just a little exactly. bit all the time um, and a little bit of every food group rather than yes. just focusing on one and then, you, you know, your stomach's um, got that good biodiversity sort of thing in it and creating its own Absolutely. little environment. The thing with, um, you know, paleo, for example, I get a lot of people and I've dubbed the issue with paleo as nut gut now because a lot of people are coming through and they're focusing so much on no grains that they put so many nuts in. And a Western tummy is just not used to the, uh, well, the ferment, you know, or the amount of nuts and seeds in a paleo diet. And that even transfers into a vegetarian diet when people kind of swap over and then they have a bulk of lentils and legumes and stuff like that. It's yeah. really interesting to see how long it takes that gut to adjust and that's the same for like something as simple as kefir. Yeah. We, we haven't been brought up on sauerkraut mm. or ferments so we're really uh, probably quite new as a nation to that yeah. and our guts need to get used to it. For sure, Which yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, a few people, you know, if you're trying at home as well, it's that first time or two and I know my wife's the same, I've been really trying to push her into uh, get into a lot more and um, it's, you know, the first time or two it's a little bit, you know, it, it takes adjusting to yeah, but it just takes yeah. small steps and fold it through meals and have small bits here and there and it really, um, you, you don't notice it and then, as you, you get this, um, you know, a taste for it and your stomach, like naturally your body craves it because you know it's, you can, you can feel subconsciously what it's doing. Yeah. Um, and so it craves the things that it needs and loves. So. Like when I came in today, I, re- I would love a coffee, but I saw the color of that, you know, keeper water yeah. and I just thought, oh, that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> like that, it looks it. so good. Yeah. We've also got like lots of uh, turmeric juices and the color of those is just like um, <coughs> amazing, you know, rich orange sort of deep deep colour and um, a lot of people will be yeah the same and be walking out and be like, oh, I need to grab one of those it just looks healthy the vibrancy of it. it yeah yeah, and that's the same even if something as simple as a green juice people go oh it's you know it's green it's so beautiful and mm. it's good for me and they know it's cleansing and all that kind of stuff yeah and you yeah, know same with vegetables so yeah it's beautiful I love it now um, your philosophy behind your food talk to me a bit about that because like like it's not just like you know there's so many cafes on derby street but nobody's bringing out food quite like yours you know in terms of the nutrient base and how you build that and the beauty as well so yes it's high quality beautiful cafe food but like we kind of touched on before you know it's it's highly nutritious uh nutrient dense and um you've you've layered that food really well yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It's, it's very nice to be kind <laughs> words. Um, so I guess, yeah, we the same. I'm just trying to uh, 
build the menu around what I would not like to eat, but what I, I think is nutritionally sound as well. So, you know, if someone's coming in the style of our clientele and also to um, give people the, the option there to really to be able to, you know, not having a normal dish but adding a few seeds and nuts like small sunflower mm. seeds and a few extras like that in there or a um, apple cider vinaigrette instead of a you know a white wine or you know different sort of slightly different additives and changes to the menu just to um you know not knowing that they're really you know getting that healthy um gut with the ferment of the apple cider maybe you know yeah. a few changes like that um, or, you know, everyone's so familiar with the yogurts and a few things as well. And are you um, making some of that stuff yourself? Are you still making labna? We do, yes. Yeah. So we do our own labna. Um, we are playing around with doing our own um, coconut yogurt and a oh, few cool. things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's, we, we pretty much make everything from scratch and, except for um, our, um, our sweet pastries, which mm-hmm. are just like our little treats. Yeah. So, you know, um, but yeah, it's, I guess we yeah I build it around it I get it all goes around just love and, and what you would expect and what you really want to crave so if it's visually great to the eye number one and then taste and then also nutrient value so adding all those things so if a dish has got you know you've got your eggs and you've got your um you know if it's kale and some dressing with that and then okay do you need to have quinoa in that do you need to have avocado what's the the background flavor for to um for that component of the dish so. And like you said, it takes away the need for some of that commercially made, um, you know, carbohydrate, like heavy carbohydrate yeah. crap that yeah. we, we do get a lot exactly. of in our diet. Um, and then it takes away all the like, additives in that, the preservatives, you know, yeah. that you need and all that kind of stuff. So food just goes back to basics and yeah. you can rely on it. Once people like, you know, they got like a health bowl and that just has all fruit um all veggies in there um for brekkie and you know people walk out and they go oh, it hasn't got they don't think it hasn't got toast with it and they walk out feeling full but not slumpish and yep. not tired and lethargic from that bread um mm. you know that sort of thing so it's sort of planting the seed for the people to um you know take away and inspire and then they come back because it's you know they feel good walking out not feel full and sluggish yeah and i mean you want them to come back and they do, right, because the food is amazing, but also that gives them a really good idea of how easy it is to do that at home. Exactly. Like it's a bowl of leftovers at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's right. It's just made sort of, beautiful by you guys. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's sourcing and maybe going to a, picking um, a different, you know, a different aisle of the supermarket or the grocery store yeah. or the, the market area that you want to go to and instead of picking one grain, maybe pick a different grain, you know, yeah. just to mix it up, change it a little bit, and then just start with that. And that's a, is a really good start, just to um, change your normal things, um, if it's from a pasta to a, a grain, and then, you know, maybe your vegetables into um, a noodle or something as well. So just, yeah, doing small steps and then um, a lot of, yeah, you know, using some ideas from cafes or commercial mm. environments is a good way to start as well. And what you've done is um, really easily kind of substitute some of the normal cafe stuff for some of the health food ingredients that... You know, a lot of people are becoming more and more familiar with, like apple cider vinegar, yeah. um, which is still gives you lots of flavour and, you know, that same kick yeah. with acid, but has a health benefit because it is a fermented cider. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. Now, you're doing um, takeaway lunches. Yes. Yeah, I think this is a really cool initiative because there's so many people working on Derby Street, you know, high-flying business people, and they're my worst clients for not eating lunch. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about it's, that. It's my worst thing too when I'm on the road. When you're on the road, you're like, it's where do you where do you go? Where do you get? Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, and you go, do I? You know, I haven't got time to. Time's the, the biggest killer. It's everyone's um, 
you know, enemy sort of thing. So, um, you know, you don't pack your lunch and then you're, you're out on the road or you're even just, you know, normal work routine. It's like, what can you get that's, you know, um, you're going to feel good and, you know, if you're, if you're eating lunch like out every day sort of thing and pack your own, you've just got to look after yourself. Yeah, it's, definitely. Um, yeah, and then you're at work where you're most productive. So you've got to, you know, what you're feeling yourself with is going to give you that inspiration or energy or, you know, mm. so it's all sort of, yeah. One of the most common things people tell me is they go out, they get a sandwich for lunch or, you know, they have whatever at a takeaway shop and then they come back to work and they actually can't get any work done because they're so lethargic. All that blood's gone straight to their gut to try and, try and digest that heavy lunch that they've had, yeah. um, you know, that maybe their body doesn't necessarily agree with and it's, it's not giving them the nutrients they need so they've got brain fog and then the afternoon's kind of wasted and then they're stressed the next day because the workload increases yeah. and then, you know, they come to me and end up with adrenal fatigue. It's, you know, it's yeah. that, <laughs> it can be as simple as what you're having for lunch, you know. Yeah. And especially if people are in that much of a hurry, they haven't had a good breakfast, at least they can pick up yeah. a decent lunch. Brekkie and lunch is like um, my favorite meals of the day. And I think it um, definitely, I suppose, in other, you know, I spent a lot of time in South America and, and brekkie wasn't too big, but lunch was massive over there. Mm. So fueling your body before, you know, in the middle of the day to get lots of fuel. Um, to, and then you can work that off or use it and your body can really yes. um, get that energy rather than that last meal of the day, you know, when you're about to go to bed. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we've got some really good, you know, um, you know salads ready to grab and go, um, you know, full of that variety like we so, spoke about of, you know, sweet potato and some lentils and greens. Um, it's not just lettuce and tomato. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we don't use a, we use a bit of, um, you know, spinach and rocket, but yeah, definitely not a lot of lettuce. It's more using greens and, and whole things to, um, you know, um, fruit and veggies. So um, lots of, you know, at the moment, fennels just going through, mm. um, zucchini noodles, you know, things like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, lots of variety as yeah. well. Do you do takeaway breakfast? We do, yeah. So everything on the menu is adaptable to be takeaway quite yeah, okay. easy. Um, we have a few ready to go, which is like we're using chia seed, which is great for the same thing, uh, high protein. Um, people are sort of getting used to it. Yeah. It's a good filler. You can adapt it with, you know, crunch and granola and mm. it's dairy-free, gluten-free. Beautiful. It's a really good, um, yeah. Full of antioxidants, omegas, oh, vitamin amazing, C. Yeah got more calcium than dairy i believe too wow. as well so yeah full yeah. of magnesium it's yeah. yeah got amino acid profile beautiful yeah. yes and which makes it a protein like it's yeah it's, an it's amazing, a full yeah full superfood super, super yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cheers cheers off the road and yeah. um people can pre-order them right yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah so cool. we've got our website, which has got our full menu on there, and then um, we've also got the contact details there for, um, you know, to phone ahead and, yeah, order yeah. your brekkie if you need, or we've got some ready to grab and go. So. Yeah, I think it's really cool. Well, anything else that you want to chat about? Uh, no, I was just stoked to come in and be yeah. ready to come in and have a little chat. It's always good talking about food and, and uh, like-minded sort of people. So mm. It yeah. makes me really hungry, and I just want to um, get the menu and order something now. Yeah, for lunch. yeah. <laughs> so well, um, pack up the podcast and get out of here. Yeah, we're, we're sort of we're going to get into uh, writing the you know getting into winter menu. So we'll be sort of yeah, researching food more and um, I think yeah even just discussing food with with uh, friends and family just sparks that sort of communication and, and ideas and people get excited about it um, like we are now. And yeah, we do. Yeah, <laughs> you just um, yeah start that sort of so journey. Do you have any ideas on the winter menu? Will it be maybe some slow cook stuff? Yeah, definitely. We're going to um, our, well, our, we've got a butcher next door and he's just started smoking all his own meat. Oh, so, stop it. Yeah, so we're really excited to 
speak to him and um, it is what he's got or create our own, yeah. you know, um, brekkie items and lunch meals. So, That's yeah, so definitely um, I, I love that flavour of, um, yeah, slow-cooked sort of briskets or beef mm. cheeks and uh, maybe some, you know, nice broths on, things like that coming in that are hearty and warm and good. Yeah. Um, well, we did and, that amazing chicken broth. Yeah, like a Vietnamese yeah, sort of oh, chicken stock. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, so... Things that are also, most of those things are, are low cost as well. So yes. if, you, if you plan and organize and work within the season, they should be low cost, they're readily available, and um, they just taste great. And some of the cuts of meat that you've just mentioned, I've got my new book comes out at um, the end of the month, and it's called The Gut Blueprint. It's all about using an animal from the snout to the tail. Yeah. So some of those cuts of meats I love because they're not the commonly, you know, chicken breast cut, which yeah. we had, we actually talked about it briefly at our cooking class as we well. Did. So yeah. using that whole chicken gets you a better yield, you, you were telling people. And um, some of those like brisket and stuff, people just don't buy it. They don't cook yeah. it anymore. So Most of those cuts or those second class cuts the same. We're teaching uh, students as well. It's... it's there's more flavor in there. So wherever there's more blood flow, there's more muscle and more flavor. You've got more sort of uh, activity through the muscle. Mm. So you've got, they're, they're, yeah, they're tougher to start with. But once you break them down, they're so sweet. Like think of yeah. a lamb shank, you know, it's, it's beautiful and tender and sweet yeah. and natural sort of collagen and uh, sinews through it. They're just, yeah, you, you can't beat that. And then you just, um, yeah, the briskets and a few other mm. times. And great. that food's really rising from peasant food to... You know, like you pay fifty dollars for some lamb shanks, lamb shanks at the pub now. Yeah, it's really expensive. Yeah, it is totally. It's wanted. Like it people is. love it. Yeah. And if it's cooked well, it takes time. And if it's cooked well, it's super tasty. Will you be doing? Um, I've got some lamb's brains in the new book. Will you do some brains at all? Yeah. Well, we <laughs> we don't have any deep fries here, or we don't have a you know for that side. But we can definitely pan fry them in a few yeah. things. So yeah. I I enjoy them myself, but I love not them. everyone's cup cup of tea on that side, but. <laughs> Um, we, we sort of talk about them as being the glorified little um, chicken nugget. Yeah, much. definitely. So, or even lamb's fry, something like that for breakfast is just so good. Yeah. Yeah, a bit of bacon. Oh, don't get me started on meat. <laughs> You've just got those cravings. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you so much for your time. Oh, we can't forget, we'll have a little surprise competition coming out. So yeah, exciting. I'm going to give you guys a copy of my ebook. The Gut Blueprint, and Richie's got a little treat for you as well. Yeah, so be a little competition going up. We'll um, stay tuned or check underneath the uh, the links below. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your time. You're most welcome. It's Pleasure awesome talking. to chat, and I'm going to finish my key for water. Thank you. <laughs>